Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hello, welcome to episode 30 of the Money Love Podcast. Where in today's episode, we are going to be talking all about credit cards. Are you guys excited for this episode? I have to say, I am really excited for this episode. I know this might sound strange to hear me say, but I love talking about credit cards. I really do because it is an area of personal finance that I feel gets talked about in a way that is very biased. It's an area that can be very clouded by a lot of dramatics, by a lot of emotion. And because of that, I know that a lot of you get scared off from using credit cards just from the scripts and the stories and the programming that you have been told about credit cards. And then coming into adulthood, there's kind of these conflicting narratives about credit cards, right? You might have experienced this. I know I felt this way where when I became a young adult, I felt really confused because I felt like on one end of the coin, I was being told, you know, like you need to get a credit card and you need to use it to start building up your credit score. And then on the other hand of things, I heard a lot of messaging around how dangerous and how bad and evil credit cards were and how you just needed to avoid them like the plague. And so then you're sitting there going, okay, well, should I use credit cards? Shouldn't I use credit cards? I know in just the last episode, we talked a lot about Dave Ramsey, and Dave Ramsey is probably one of the most prominent voices in the personal finance space, and one area that he is very adamant about with his specific message is he is anti-credit card, very anti-credit card. And so he basically says that he feels that there's no reason that anyone should have a credit card, use a credit card. He thinks that they are just a complete scam. And so again, I know a lot of you growing up in households where Dave Ramsey was the prominent voice, that is the message that has kind of been pounded into your head. So long story short, I love talking about credit cards in a way that can just present you more of a balanced view. If you haven't noticed, that's what I try to do. I just try to take topics around money and bring them out of the far ends of the spectrum and just present you a more balanced view, just kind of give you some facts and maybe some alternative viewpoints that you've never considered before so that then ultimately you can make a decision on whether or not you want to use credit cards as a tool in your financial tool belt that works for you and your unique financial situation. So I have some exciting things to share with you in this episode before we hop into the content of this week's episode. The first thing that I want to make you aware of is there's actually two episodes dropping this week. The one that is dropping today, obviously, that you are listening to currently. And like I usually do, this is going to be just a more theoretical and mindset-based episode. And then Thursday of this week, I'm actually dropping a bonus episode to share exactly my system that I use to use credit cards. So I'll be talking about this in a lot more detail on the episode on Thursday, but just to kind of give you a quick preview, last year in 2020, I was able to earn $2,900 in credit card perks and pay $0 in interest and fees. So 
I have developed a system for myself to use credit cards in a way that is very beneficial to my overall financial situation, not even in the perks that I'm able to receive with them, but just also byproducts that come from using credit cards like a really high credit score. I have a credit score that usually tinkers, you know, between like 810 and 820, which on the credit score scale is very high. It's considered excellent. 850 is the highest that your credit score can go. So through my use of credit cards and, might I add, through using them very intentionally and responsibly, that has been a really amazing byproduct of using credit cards the way that I use them. So that is all coming in Thursday's episode. So today we're just going to talk more about some mindset-based stuff that I think is important to consider when deciding where you want to fall on the credit card use spectrum, which I'm going to be talking about the spectrum more later on in the episode. The second thing that I want to make you aware of, which I am so excited about, is that today, actually, February 9th, 2021, I have launched my very first mini course of 2021 of the year called Credit Card Clarity, which is my course where I am going to be walking you through this system step by step. So this is not my first course. I do have other courses, but this is my first micro course. And here's what I mean by micro course. It's a course that can be consumed and implemented relatively quickly. So just to kind of give you a frame of reference, my course Budget Love has about 50 modules in it. Credit Card Clarity has 12. So it's a course that is smaller in size, but it's also smaller in price point. Credit Card Clarity is a course that I will be offering for the month of February 50% off. So the course regularly priced is going to be around an $80 course compared to my other courses, which are several hundred dollars, again, just due to the amount of value and content that are in them. But with Credit Card Clarity, it's a shorter course, smaller course. You can consume it much more quickly and go implement the strategies that I teach you much more quickly. But because of that as well, it's going to have a smaller price point. Now, like I said, in February, I'm offering Credit Card Clarity 50% off. So in the month of February, from now until February 28th, you can actually snag Credit Card Clarity for just $39, you guys. Yes, I have lost my mind. I really should be selling this course for about 10 times that. When you look at all the results, all the monetary results, the ROI that you will be able to go out and create in your life as a result of this system, not only in saved interest, not only in cash back and perks, but also the byproducts of having a much higher credit score and all that comes with that. But again, when I was thinking about where I should price this course, the reason that I've priced it where I have priced it is because I want as many of you to learn this system as possible. I think it is so important that we come to a more balanced view of credit cards. We get out of this doomsday scenario programming and messaging that has been fed into us. So I want as many of you to have a more balanced view on credit cards as possible. And in order to do that, I priced this course in a way where you don't have to second guess, you don't have to go back and forth on should I, shouldn't I, you don't have to him and haw about it. You're just like, yes, absolutely, I'm going to make this investment because the ROI is there and it's an absolute no-brainer. So Credit Card Clarity is out today. It's available and it's going to cover so much more than we're able to talk about in a 30-minute podcast episode. But I wanted to make you aware that it is out. So here's how you can snag it, two ways. 
You can either look at the show notes to this episode. So if you have this episode pulled up, just scroll up. You'll be able to see the link to purchase. Also, too, I am going to have the purchase link in my IG bio for the entire month of February. So go to my Instagram at the Purposeful Penny, and the link in my bio will take you directly to the page to purchase credit card clarity. Snag it for that 50% off before it goes back up to the full price of $79. I do not want you guys missing this deal. All right, now let's talk about credit cards, shall we? The first thing that I really want to start this episode out by saying is that just like how you have money scripts, money scripts are our beliefs about money that we have chosen to adopt, sometimes not even intentionally chosen. They've been subconsciously adopted through our upbringing, through the messaging, through our education, through our religion, through our social circle. Just like you have money scripts, you also have scripts about credit cards. And again, your scripts about credit cards can come from various places. They can come from your parents, whoever raised you, your religion, your education. And usually what I find is that your scripts about credit cards coincide very closely with your scripts about debt. Now, again, a lot of the scripts and beliefs that we have about money aren't necessarily true. They're not factual. They're not truths of the world that exist outside of us that everyone is then expected to follow. But remember, this is what I always say. It's the fascinating thing about the way that we think about money. Because we think of money in such a logical and binary way, we think that there's only one right way to do things. So we think that if we don't use credit cards, if Dave Ramsey says don't use credit cards, if your parents were very anti-credit cards, then that means that that is the truth that every other human being should live their life by. But the first place that you have to start is that you have beliefs about credit cards that you probably don't even realize that you have that, again, have been either intentionally or subconsciously adopted by you from your upbringing and all the programming and the inputs that have gone into your brain up until this point of your life. So I want to just tell you some very common credit card scripts that I hear. And then again, debunk them a little bit and just kind of show you like, yes, this is how a lot of people think about credit cards, but it's not actually the truth. So the first most common, I would say, credit card script that I hear a lot of the times is really making credit cards moral and using a lot of very dramatic, if I even do say adjectives to describe credit cards and also to describe the character of people who choose to use them. Here's what I mean. I hear a lot that credit cards are risky. They're dangerous. They're reckless. They're irresponsible. They're harmful. So again, using a lot of, you know, if I do say dramatic and very subjective words to describe credit cards, but then those adjectives and those characteristics extend beyond the credit cards. And then we start to use those to describe the type of people that use credit cards. So only people that are financially irresponsible or reckless or dangerous or like to take a lot of risk use credit cards. Now, I'll say this. In each of these scripts that I'm going to read to you, is there a level of truth in them? Yeah, sure, right? They exist because at some point there's been enough evidence that we can point to to even come up with these scripts in the first place, right? So I do acknowledge that. But 
Does that mean that every single person or every single instance where a credit card is being used, that it's risky, dangerous, reckless, harmful? No, of course not. I use credit cards for, I would say, 90% of the money that I spend. There's like two things that I don't use credit cards for, and it's to pay my mortgage and to pay my gas bill, I think it is, because they won't let you pay your gas bill with a credit card. But everything else I use and I put on a credit card. And again, I'm using it a way to get all of these perks, and I'm not going into any revolving debt, I'm not paying any interest, and I'm not paying any fees. So there's evidence for you right there that it is possible for credit cards to be used in a way that is responsible, intentional, purposeful, and beneficial to your overall financial situation. So maybe this one seems very true to you. Maybe you grew up in a household. Maybe you grew up with parents that were very anti-credit card. Maybe you kind of got sucked into the Dave Ramsey world for a little bit. And you have come to the belief that credit cards are all of these things. And if you want to choose to believe those things about credit cards because you feel that they serve you well, then that's fine. You can keep those beliefs. But the distinction that I want to make sure is very clear with you is that that is your chosen belief about them. Your belief does not make something fact. It does not make it true for every other person. And that's a very important distinction. So just knowing this is what I'm going to choose to think about credit cards, and I'm choosing this intentionally because I want to and it serves me well. Another credit card script that I hear is that only people who can't afford things use credit cards. Now, again, is there an element of truth in this? Sure, of course there is. Are there a lot of people who use credit cards in what I would say is not the wisest way? Meaning they are putting transactions on credit cards that they cannot pay off? Of course there are. Again, can we also look at people who use credit cards in a way where they aren't putting transactions on credit cards that they can't afford? Yeah, absolutely. Again, I'm another example of that. And I want to teach you how to do that. I want to teach you, and I do teach you in Credit Card Clarity, how to ensure and how to put a system in place that you are never, ever putting a transaction on a credit card that you then cannot pay off and avoid paying interest on. So credit cards are not only for people who can't afford things. They can also be for people who want to just earn rewards for everyday average spending that they are doing regardless. Another credit card script that I hear is that there is no way to use credit cards without paying interest. And this one is just flat out false, I'll tell you, because there absolutely is a way to use credit cards without paying interest. Again, is what I teach you how to do within Credit Card Clarity. So knowing your credit card scripts are just your scripts is important when you're trying to decide where you're going to fall on the credit card use spectrum. The biggest thing that I want to point out to you is that credit cards are neutral. They are not moral. Just how in past episodes, I've been talking to you about how debt is neutral. Credit cards are a form of debt. So if debt is neutral, that also means that credit cards are neutral. Now, a lot of people do not treat credit cards like they are neutral. They treat them in a very moral way. Going back to what I was saying earlier, they make it mean all sorts of things about the credit card and about the types of people who choose to use them, usually not in a great way. 
But when you know that credit cards are neutral, that they are just the circumstance, then you are in control of deciding how you're going to think about them, which will control the way you feel about them, which ultimately will determine how effective you are at using them as either a beneficial or a detrimental tool in your financial tool belt. Both are options available to you, but ultimately how you think about them will determine how they are used in your life. Here's one more thing that I want you to know is that if you make credit cards moral, then the credit card companies have won. That's what they want. The credit card companies thrive off of the uneducated, the undisciplined, and the consumers who are buried in the shame and the guilt of using credit cards in a way when they were undisciplined or uneducated. And through that negative emotion, what happens is that negative emotion and not processing through it blocks them from being proactive and making a plan to clean up their credit card debt and move forward. Here is an example that I love to use with credit cards. It's thinking about a knife. A knife is also just like a credit card in the fact that it is neutral because it is an inanimate object. The knife is just a knife. A credit card is simply just a credit card. Now, thinking of a knife, a chef could take a knife and use that knife to create a gorgeous, delicious, healthy meal. That exact same knife in the hands of a serial killer would have a very different outcome. Because the intention behind the use of the knife is very different. And the same is true with credit cards. It is not the credit card that is the problem. It is the human being with the human brain behind the credit card that dictates whether the credit card can be used in a way that benefits your financial situation or is a detriment to your financial situation. I've talked about this credit card spectrum, and I want to kind of tell you what that is and what that looks like. I just want you to think of a spectrum, and on one end of the spectrum, I want you to imagine kind of like the Dave Ramsey's of the world, okay? That's one extreme end of the spectrum where it's not only do I choose not to use credit cards, but I also make it mean something about people who choose to use credit cards, and I'm also really going to attach the use of the credit card to my morality and use it to speak to the type of human being that I am. Okay, that is one extreme end of the spectrum. The other extreme end of the spectrum is what is referred to as kind of like a credit card hacker. So they are people who have lots of different credit cards, and they're called credit card hackers, not because they like hack into people's accounts, but they hack the credit card system. So there's all sorts of tips and tricks that you can do with miles and cash back and all the rewards and perks. And they hack that system. So they use credit cards and they just get tons of just perks from using them. Okay, that's the other extreme end of the spectrum. Now, most people obviously don't fall on one of those ends of the spectrum. They fall somewhere in the middle. But part of the process that I take you through in Credit Card Clarity is we talk about this spectrum. And you actually make an intentional choice to decide where you want to fall on that credit card spectrum. And I want to point this out. There is no right or wrong. There is no better or worse of where you fall on that credit card spectrum because here is really what you need to use to decide to make that decision for yourself is answering this question. Can I use credit cards in a way that will help and improve my financial situation or not? 
And the honest, the truthful and the honest answer to that question will determine where you fall on that spectrum. Now, part of this is knowing yourself well enough to know, can I use credit cards in a responsible way? Meaning, mostly, can I trust myself so that I'm not digging myself into a situation that's going to be harmful to dig myself out of? Am I going to be spending money that I don't necessarily have? And can I trust myself to be spending money from an intentional and a clean place? Honestly answering that question and deciding. If the answer is more so no, I think I know myself well enough to where credit cards are very tempting to me. I don't feel like I'm at the place yet. I haven't done the work yet to where my spending is truly aligned and intentional and coming from a clean place. I'm using spending a lot as entertainment or to buffer away negative emotion. They're just not really a good idea for me right now. I think having that level of self-awareness around yourself is fantastic. You're going to fall towards the end of the credit card spectrum where you don't really use them at all. But if you're like, yeah, I think that I can. I trust myself. I have a really good system in place. I'm disciplined. I know that I can stick to the plan and I want to reap the rewards of them. Then you will fall towards the other end of the spectrum, towards the more credit card use hacking side. Now, remember, I want to stress this. There is no right or wrong. There is no better or worse. It's just what's perfect for you. Now, this is the next point that I want to make sure is very clear. Once you decide where you want to fall on that credit card spectrum, you have to remember that that is just what is best for you. What is best for person A might not be what's best for person B, and that's okay. What I've noticed with credit cards, the fact that we do make them so moral is that our stance on credit cards and how we personally decide to use credit cards in our life We take that stance for ourselves, and then we think that others should follow suit. It's kind of like politics. It's like, this is the side that I'm with. This is what I believe. And so you should believe the exact same thing. We pick our side of the fence, and then usually we don't treat the other people on the other side of the fence with much respect or kindness or understanding and realizing that we all have our different choices based off of our own unique situations, past histories, and programming. So I want to point out that where you fall on the credit card spectrum is perfect for you, and that's all you need. I want you to make that decision for yourself, not based on what your parents think you should do, not based on what Dave Ramsey or even me thinks that you should do. But again, like I've been stressing to you throughout this entire podcast, picking what works best for you and then knowing, okay, this is my personal choice just because this works well for me doesn't mean that it's going to be the best choice for everyone. Ultimately, you are in control over the role that credit cards are going to play in your overall financial strategy. And again, that hinges on how you choose to think about them, feel about them, and then ultimately use them. So I want to tell you some thoughts. And again, remember, these are thoughts. These are beliefs. These are my credit card scripts. So I'm not saying that just because they feel true to me, that they're going to feel true to you. But Here are some thoughts that I want to offer you that I feel serve me really well in using credit cards in a very effective way. So the first thought that I really think is beneficial to me about credit cards is the thought, I love using credit cards to earn perks and to be rewarded for my routine everyday spending. I love using credit cards to earn perks and be rewarded for my routine everyday spending. Another one that I love to have is that credit cards are a tool in my financial tool belt that benefit me. 
And the third, and probably my most favorite when it comes to credit cards, is that I control my credit cards. My credit cards do not control me. I'm going to say that one more time. I control my credit cards. My credit cards do not control me. Now, remember, if I were to take that thought and that belief that I have about credit cards and I was to put that in a model, the credit card would be the circumstance, the neutral circumstance. The thought is, I control my credit cards. My credit cards do not control me. What feeling does that thought generate inside of me? Well, for me personally, that thought generates a lot of confidence in me. I feel very confident, capable, and also very empowered when I think that thought about credit cards. So then coming from that emotional state of confidence, empowered, capable, the actions that I take around how I use credit cards, taking the initiative to educate myself on how they work, putting a system in place to ensure that I'm never overspending and paying interest, and then making sure that I am gathering and collecting all of the rewards that I'm earning and putting those to good use within my life. I wanted to be clear that those results are not coming from the fact that I'm someone that's financially savvy or that I'm smart or that I'm disciplined or that I'm organized. I want to make this very clear distinction with you. You guys think that you have to be a certain type of person to be the type of person to use credit cards well. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't take a certain type of person. It takes a certain type of thinking. And when I think I control my credit cards, my credit cards do not control me. That is the type of thinking and belief that drives me to use credit cards so effectively as a tool in my life. So I want to tell you, again, if you're sitting there, maybe you're one of the people who's like, I don't really understand why I should use credit cards. So you've kind of opened up my mind to the idea of, okay, maybe I should consider it, but really what are the benefits of using credit cards? So I want to walk through that with you. So the first and foremost, and maybe the most obvious, is that credit cards are really just a way for you to be rewarded for the normal, everyday spending that you are doing regardless. Again, This is a very common misconception that, yes, I'm sure is true for some people, but not for all. I hear a lot that if you have credit cards, you are going to be spending more money, that you're going to be tempted to spend money that you don't have. I personally don't believe that that has to be the case. Now, listen, like I said, of course, there's people that do it, but I'm saying it's not a requirement, okay? It's not like, oh, I'm using credit cards, so now I just have to spend more money. No, that's ridiculous. Again, when I use credit cards, I'm using credit cards to pay for my gas in my car, to pay for my groceries, to pay for my Netflix and my Spotify and all the things that I'm spending money on. And when I go to fill my car up with gas, I'm not like, oh, well, let me just like try to get the absolute most out of this that I can because I'm using a credit card. When I go to the grocery store and I have a list of what I need to buy, I don't just dump stuff in my cart and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm paying with a credit card. Who cares? Let me just like throw all this stuff in my cart. No, I buy what I'm going to buy. My bills are my bills. I'm not spending just for the sake of spending money just because that spending is going on a credit card. And some of you guys need to hear this. It is possible for you to just use credit cards for your average, normal, everyday spending. That, to me, is the biggest role that they can play. And I want to give you this analogy as well. So 
how I think about credit cards is the equivalent to having your savings sitting in a high yield savings account. So that's kind of one of the commandments nowadays of personal finances is, hey, if you have savings, make sure that it's tucked away in a high yield savings account, as opposed to a traditional savings account that might get, you know, 0.001 interest, at least move it to a high yield savings account where you can get 0.5% interest. Now, listen, we all know that by moving your savings into a high yield savings account, you're not going to become rich off of the interest that you're earning off of your high yield savings account. But why not do it? Because it's free money. And if your savings is going to be sitting somewhere, you might as well have it sitting somewhere where it can be at work for you. The same thing is true with credit cards. You are doing spending month after month after month that if you can, why not be earning two to four to five percent cash back on those transactions? So that's the first reason and the first perk to me where credit cards can be beneficial. Like I said, you guys, last year, just in 2020, out of that $2,900 that I earned, close to 2,500 of that was strictly cash back. And I also want to note too that that does not include any sign-on bonuses from new cards or any referral bonuses. That was strictly, here's all of the rewards from your average spending. $2,500, you guys. Of course, we didn't do it last year, but that can pay for a solid trip for my husband and I to go on. Last year, we used it to pay for Christmas. Everything related for Christmas, I just used all of my cash back. Did not need to worry or stress about how we were going to pay for Christmas this year because I just used all my credit card cash back. And because of that, we were able to be incredibly generous this holiday season without having to stress or worry about it. So that's the first. The second reason that I like credit cards, and I think they can be a good tool, is that there are a lot of other perks that you can get from them that aren't as obvious as just cash back or airline miles. For instance, a lot of airline credit cards will give you free checked bags. They'll give you access to their lounges when you're traveling. You can get rental car coverage. You can get fraud coverage. You can also get free credit score monitoring. So there's a lot of benefits that come with your credit cards and perks that aren't necessarily as obvious of, hey, here's a sign-on bonus or here's 3% cash back on your spending. And the last benefit of using credit cards, which I think is one that a lot of people don't think about, is that credit cards can offer a big boost to your credit score if they are used responsibly and if you know how to use them in a way that helps rather than hurts your credit score. So like I said, my score hovers in the 810 to 820 range out of 850. And the biggest component of that, I believe, is how effectively I have been able to use credit cards. Now, can you build your credit score without using credit cards? Yeah, sure. But I will be honest with you that credit cards are the most accessible tool to be able to build your credit score. Remember this as well. By using credit cards in a way that helps to boost your credit score, the monetary value of that higher credit score can be in the tens of thousands of dollars. So in the book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, it's one of my favorite personal finance books. I do recommend reading it. But he has this chart in the book, which I find fascinating. And it essentially shows a 30-year mortgage that was $200,000. And then he shows different credit score tiers 
along with the APR, the average APR that you will pay within each credit score tier. And so in this example, I'll just show you this. The difference in APR that you will pay between having a 680 credit score and a 760 credit score will save you over $17,000 in your interest rate on a $200,000 mortgage. Now think about that. That's a $200,000 mortgage. If you have a $400,000 mortgage, the savings from having a credit score from 680 to 760 will be north of $30,000. That is a lot of money, you guys, that you were able to put back in your pocket solely as a result of having a higher credit score. And like I said, credit cards are the easiest and most effective way to build and boost your credit score. I will tell you that within Credit Card Clarity, there is an entire lesson all about the correlation between credit cards and your credit score. And again, I teach you exactly how you need to be using credit cards so that they help and boost your credit score rather than hurting and tanking your credit score. The last thing that I want to say in this episode before we wrap this one up is don't use your past as an indication of your success to use credit cards in the future. A lot of you are nervous, and I understand, right? I'm not saying that you shouldn't be, but I know that a lot of you are apprehensive or nervous to use credit cards moving forward because you haven't been the best at using them in the past. You were uneducated about how they worked. Maybe you were at a point in your life where you were a little bit more undisciplined. But I do want to point out to you that just because you haven't been educated on how to use them responsibly in the past does not mean that you cannot learn moving forward. Trust me, I've been there. I didn't use credit cards in the most effective way when I first started using them. I got a credit card because it was what I was told to do. I was like, okay, well, I'll just get one to like start building my credit. But I had no understanding of how they actually worked. So because I didn't have a good understanding of how they worked, I wasn't able to use them effectively. But I do want to encourage you that those of you who might have you know, a little bit of PTSD from using credit cards in the past, it does not mean that you cannot educate yourself, put systems in place to do better moving forward. And that is exactly what I'm here to help you do. So let me just walk through. There's three modules in Credit Card Clarity, and I just want you to know what the three modules are. Where we start in this process is module one, understanding credit cards. You cannot use something effectively that you don't understand on a deep level. So before we get into setting up your system or paying them off, we spend some time just working to understand them at a deep level. After we do that, we move on to the second module, which is all about paying them off. So for those of you that have revolving balances on your credit cards, this is the second module of the course. I walk you through your debt mindset. And I also walk you through a process to develop an action plan to get your credit cards paid off so that you can stop paying costly interest on them and wipe away that debt for good. And then we move on to the third and final module, which is all about learning how to use credit cards effectively. This is the process of making sure that your spending is coming from a very intentional place. Also setting up your system so that you are tracking every single expense that goes on a credit card automatically and then making sure that you are never putting something on a credit card that you didn't plan to spend and that you don't have the money to then pay off so that you are never paying interest or fees. 
Now, in Thursday's episode, we are going to be talking about credit cards in more detail than we did today. I'm actually going to give you more nitty-gritty details about how this system actually works. But like I said, in today's episode, I just wanted to offer some food for thought for you to think about and really reflect on what are the scripts, what is the messaging and the programming that I have been fed that I've chosen to believe about credit cards? And then, like I said, question everything. Question, do these thoughts and beliefs serve me in living the financial life that I want to create? If the answer to that question is yes, they do, they serve me, that's fantastic. But what I find for so many of us is that our default, our programming, our autopilot isn't serving us. It's not helping us live the financial life and create the financial results that we want, which means that change is needed. So again, make the investment $39. If you follow the system in credit card clarity, you can honestly save yourself 20 to probably 50 times that. The ROI on this thing is insane. And like I said, I priced it so that you don't have to question and second guess and him and haw. It's just boom, absolutely. This is going to be a really good use of my time and my financial resources. So remember, the link is in the show notes to this episode or just go to my Instagram bio at The Purposeful Penny. The link will be there for the entire month of February. Come March 1st, the price will double to the regular full price of $79. But for now, go ahead and save yourself $40. All right, you guys, that is what I have for you in this episode. Like I said, I love talking about credit cards. It's so much fun. It lights me up. It makes me so happy to serve you and to help you and to make you think differently and to challenge you in this way. I will see you in Thursday's bonus episode. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to me. DMs on Instagram are usually the best way to get a hold of me. I'm here for you. I love you. Best of luck. And I'll see you Thursday. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.